down the, the other side of the highway, down towards the picture theatre. Um, I mentioned Taylor's shop was on the corner, and it's now, um, um, and the SEC ran the their accounts office in the other half of it, and now the whole thing is Acton after it's been redeveloped. Uh, next to that building was a large uh, space, and it was used by the State Electricity Commission for parking their work trucks and their equipment and so cables and that sort of thing. A large cream building was erected to house some of the equipment and provide office more office space for them. Um, in latter years, um, a gate was made at the end of the prim block into Irvine Street to allow the trucks to go in from the highway and come out into Irvine Street. And my mother had quite a to-do with the Shire Council about the fact that trucks were coming into Irvine Street. But it was a bit awkward because my grandfather had trucks there also. <laughs> anyway, she didn't win and the, the gate went there. Um, the... Um, Later on, that building became the premises of Bant's second-hand store when she moved from Napoleon Street to there uh, and was very handy for parking their trucks there also. Um, and it's, the building is still there. It's uh, now an interior designer's premises, and I'm sure it's quite different inside to how it used to look when it was a, an operational place for the SEC. Um, then there was a row of shops. The first one was a real estate firm, E.S. Harper, uh, a long-time operative there as a real estate agent was Gordon Hunley. He had a daughter called Glenis, and she went to Cottesloe School with my younger sister. Mrs. Buffham ran the office. She lived in Monument Street, Mosman Park. I remember her. Then was um, a couple of other shops, and then the Highway Dry Cleaners. I've mentioned the Zephyrs before as living in the lane um, up behind the gasworks. Initially, that the shop had a door um, facing Stirling Highway, just an ordinary-sized door. Um, there was a lane alongside the building, and which led to a small detached wooden house at the back. I don't remember who lived there. Um, I think it, tenants came and went. Anyway, the side of the dry cleaner shop onto this lane had a large door, almost garage-sized door, and the staff used to stand in it, such as the boy Craig who had lived up on Stirling Highway, um, to have their break in the cool because it was very hot with these machines and nowadays that doorway is the doorway to the dry cleaners the one onto the Stirling Highway has been closed it's got advertising or something on it now um, you could see them using these big presses and all the steam going on so it was action then there, across the lane was another lot of shops all having verandas with posts uh, the first um, was um, two-storey with uh, living quarters upstairs. The ground floor was a butcher's shop. I've forgotten what their name was. There was sawdust on the floor and a huge cool room at the back. When they opened the door, you could see the carcasses hanging up there. Um, if you wanted mince, the butcher minced it for you on the spot with a big metal 
obviously metal mincer over on the back counter uh, and there was a counter that they served from with a weighing machine on and what have you. Um, when your order was completed, it was wrapped in paper and string, the string hung from the ceiling and they'd just pull it round, wind it round and snap it off. Um, you'd be given a docket and you'd go behind there, it, well, turn around and go over to the corner and there was a wooden elevated box and in that would be the cashier and it was usually a woman all the time I knew of it uh, the one I remember was Ruth um, and you'd take the docket to her take the money to her she'd give you the change if anything and you'd go back to the counter and pick up your meat and go out the door Ruth was there for years lovely girl and later worked at Watsonia's uh, the Watson's place 